Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. Uh, hey, visit our website. We're a house church network uh, built around the discipleship process, meeting in homes, uh, rotating who leads each week, rotating each home when possible, uh, so that everybody becomes empowered, so that Christ in everybody has a chance to share their perspective, and each person can share, you know, what the Lord is doing in their life. So we rotate homes, rotate who leaders each leaders each week. Uh, but sign up for our weekly thoughts there at our website, cwowi.org. You can contact us. You can visit, uh, see videos, articles. Uh, it's in my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out each Friday, U.S. time, and in my monthly e-newsletters that come out monthly around the 20th or so of each month. That's where we put, I share any prophetic words the Lord has given me. It's where we, we tell of our Zoom conferences, when those are going to be online, uh, our in-person conferences and things of that nature. So visit the website. We are a house church network in, in dozens of nations, all on the same spiritual page, all independent, autonomous, and everything else, but bound together in love, uh, being on that same spiritual page of Christ in us, the hope of glory. And, uh, and so this is, these videos are all about the discipleship process. And today, looking at the larger picture of what's going on. Because no matter what's happening in the world and the world headlines, the, the processes going on in the Lord are something very different, very, if you will, behind the scenes, very much in the heart of individuals who believe on Him. So today, talking about the difference between believing and being a disciple. Because the Lord is always moving people towards discipleship, not just believing. Is there a difference? Yes, there is. The word believe uh, in the Greek is spelled P-I-S-T, I believe it's E-U-O, and it means to entrust, to place faith in or to entrust, and that's believe. And uh, that's that's marked by our church uh, co uh, culture today in the traditional auditorium church, not in a house church where we make disciples, but but in the auditorium church. You know, everybody bow your head, close your eyes, raise your hand, pray this prayer after me. Now you become a believer. Now you're born again. Yay, yippee all, yippee ki yay. Uh, good for you. I'm not. Uh, I'm just saying that that's part of the process. You know, there's there's a reason uh, different organizations who have held uh, big crusades have observed that after they have hundreds and hundreds of people come forward at an altar call to express belief or faith, P-I-S-T, uh, whatever it is, E-U-O, uh, in Christ that a year later, only about 5% are following him. And the part of the reason for that is that the Lord never said to get a person to become a believer. He did describe in a private conversation to a man named Nicodemus that is repeated or just mentioned just one time in John 3, 5, where Jesus stated, you must be born again to enter the kingdom. And that's all he said. Everything else Jesus said was make disciples. At the end of, of Matthew, at the end of Mark, at the end of Matthew 28 and starting in verse 20, he said, go into all nations, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, uh, making disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe and to do all things that I commanded you. So Jesus actually commanded us to make disciples, not to get people born again. And that process, the word disciple, um, indicates a process. Uh, it is, <laughs> you'll love this one. The, the word disciple in the Greek is M-A-T-H, uh, I believe it's E-T-S. Uh, it, it's math, M-A-T-H. Uh, math, where we get mathematics. And it means, I wrote it down, it means the mental effort required to learn something thoroughly. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> mathematics is not something that I that I go to. I go more towards literature and history and all that, but mathematics, you know, that's not me. But the word math uh, is the root of the word disciple. It means to to know a subject thoroughly, to 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 walk through a process of learning, an ongoing process. And so, a disciple of Jesus is more than a believer. A believer gets you into the kingdom of heaven. You believe. You entrust Christ. But he is moving in the direction of discipleship, of, of Mateos, M-A-T-H, whatever it is, E-T-E-S. It means to, a process of thought, a process of becoming a learner, a pupil, to master a subject, to, uh, to learn something through. And, and so as a result of that, the Lord is moving us from believing to being a disciple, but people are not always moving in that direction. In fact, a lot of people only, they don't want too much of Jesus because he might change their life. They believe, but they hold back at the thought of becoming a disciple. They don't want to be one of those fanatics. They like their life. They want to believe in Jesus. They want to include Jesus into their lives, but they don't want to give Jesus their life. They want to include him in what they have because they're happy with their life. They like their life. He might change their life. So they stay a believer. And, and it's not for you or me to judge the heart of a peop, of a person. Uh, you know, we're in John 7, 1, or excuse me, Matthew 7, 1, we're told, told, judge not lest you be judged. And then Jesus launches into a series of what we are supposed to, to judge on, and that is the fruit of a person's life. Judging the heart, God knows those that are his. That's not our realm to make a judgment call, but we are to judge the fruit of a person's life. But my point is, so I can get back here, is that we are always moving. We, we come into the kingdom as a believer. We entrust Christ. We're, we're born again. Uh, you know, John 3, 5, we are born again. But Jesus said, make disciples. And disciples, that is to learn a subject thoroughly through or to, to, to the mental effort required to learn something thoroughly. Uh, that is a lifelong process. You know, Paul would say what in Philippians 3, Philippians, uh, Four nine maybe that uh, you know that he had not it wasn't four nine that he has not attained to that but he presses forward to the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus, um, you know and and the, the the letters of the New Testament are all about the discipleship process, you know uh, Philippians one six he who has begun a process in you or a good work in you will continue to the day of the Lord Jesus Galatians four nineteen my little children I'm travailing in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Um, Colossians 4.15, let us not be any more children that are tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that comes across and by the slight of man, but let us grow up into all things in Christ. All the letters of the New Testament are all about making the process, the transition from a believer to a disciple, someone who has exerted the effort, the mental effort, the, the, the process of life effort to, to know a subject thoroughly. And so we move from just believing to knowing. We move from, from believing in something to implementing these things in our lives. And so the question is, do we really want to change our lives? Do, do we really want the completeness of, of the change? You know, um, you know, a person will, um, We'll give you an example. For there, there are some Christians who believe that uh, tongues and healings and everything are not for today. They think it all died out when uh, the Apostle John died, you know, at the end of the first century or so, and they think that it all passed 
you know, then. Uh, well, that's fine. Uh, if they want to believe that, the Lord is such a gentleman, he's not going to press them for that unless they make a little bit of inquiry, then he'll open up uh, avenues for them to learn more. But if they want to believe them, that, then they do. And they've stayed a believer in that, but but they're shutting off the discipleship process. That's a, that's a, what, what they're doing is lying against the truth because, you know, they could study history. They could study what's happening around the world today. They could study just going, you know, just, <laughs> they could study what's happening today and they would see miracles. They would see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They'd see everything that they think ended, uh, you know, in operation today. But people don't want to do that. Or some people may say healing isn't for today. Uh, God isn't healing people today. They might say something else, you know, about that. And that's fine. The Lord will will back off and he will just uh, take us to the point that we want to believe. Uh, and But he also wants us to become a disciple. So the, the idea is that we embrace the maturity, the fullness, the wholeness of the body of Christ, and we become a continual learner all the rest of our lives. Now, the good thing about a disciple is there's nothing in there about being per, uh, perfect. There's nothing about perfection. We're not responsible. We're not accountable to perfection. We're only accountable to grow. We're accountable to the process. So anyway, that's the, the thought in here that I just want to put to you. Oh, I, I do want to say this. I'll mention this and then we'll close. Uh, part of that process of going from believer to discipleship, and this is for every person listening and watching, are you are you aware of what's going on in, in your life? Is the Lord moving you from believer to disciple? Uh, in James chapter 4, and uh, verse 4, James, in the King James Version, it says, you adulterers and adulteresses. But in every Greek, every interlinear, uh, it is just the feminine. You adulteresses. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity against God or is a, is a, a chafing a, a against God? Now, friendship with the world, it's interesting. There, there's different words for friendship and love and everything in the Greek language. The word friendship there in James 4, uh, 4 is the word phileo the root word phileo, and it's the kind of love that best friends have for one another. It's not agape love. It's not the love that you would say, I would lay down my life for you. It's, an un it's not an unconditional love. Phileo is the kind of love that two friends have for one another. And what James is saying is here, you adulteresses, don't you know that that kind of a love relationship with the world? Now, it's interesting, the world that he uses, the Greek word is cosmos. He, there's a Greek word that's G-E or G-E-O, where we get geography, geology. That's talking about the physical earth. But he used the word cosmos, which means the world system, the way the world works. And he says, you adulteresses, don't become best friends with the world system, because that's contrary to the things of God. Uh, there are Christians who love this world, and that's why they're saying, you know, I want to stay a believer. I don't want to. I don't want to be a, a, a disciple. I, I just I believe in Jesus. I want to escape hell. Uh, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want Jesus to change my life. And that's where a lot of people are. They want to stay believers. That's between them and the Lord. Uh, also, I'll bring up First uh, John two fifteen, where he said he said, "Don't have love for the world." And it's interesting in 1 John 2.15, it's a similar thing. He said, but he says, don't have love. And he used the word agape. Don't have an unconditional love for the world. And he uses the word cosmos. So he's exhorting them here. He says, don't have an unconditional love in 1 John 2.15 for the world and the world system. But you love God. That is the, the process. That describes the process that the Lord is doing in all our lives. We live in this world. It's a corrupt world. It's a failing world. It's crumbling around us. But the Lord is moving us ever upward and onward in him. And that is what's happening in the larger picture of the body of Christ. He's trying to move people from believer to disciple, 
to, to, to drop the love of the world and the world system and to cling to our first love, which is Christ and Christ in us, the hope of glory. So look at that larger picture, which is actually a small picture of what's happening in our own hearts and realize what the Lord is always moving from believing to discipleship. And that is what he said, teaching them, teaching them to observe and to do all things I commanded you. Make disciples by teaching them to observe, to watch, to look at the things I taught you. In other words, to, to fulfill the command of the Lord, someone has to be watching you and your life and you're instructing them in the practical ways of applying your faith in this life. And that is the process of going from believer to a disciple as we implement the things of the Lord in our lives. That's what's happening. So it's a it's an amazing time we live in, and I hope this has been a blessing to you. And maybe it describes the process going in the going on in the heart of maybe someone you love, someone you care about, someone you pray for. You want them to go deeper and further in the Lord, but they're right now they just want to stay as a as a believer, and, and you're praying that they will become a disciple. That's okay. Paul prayed Galatians four nineteen again. Like I said, discipleship process, uh, the travailing in birth until Christ be formed in you. What Paul wrote to the Ephesians in four fifteen: Let us not be any more like children, tossed to and fro by every, every wind of doctrine and by the slight of men, but grow up into Him in all things. Philippians one six: That He who has begun a good work in you will continue it. Paul was all about the process. And, uh, and that's how we pray for, for everyone around us that we love and care about, that they will continue the process of growth in Christ. All right, God bless. Bye-bye.